Hello and welcome to our new podcast, The Drums TV Talks. I'm media editor, John McCarthy. And I'm TV reporter, Hannah Bowler. Each week, we'll sit down with the decision makers, media owners, ad tech execs, and producers shaping the future of TV to explain the role advertising has in funding the industry and re-establishing dominance as the best screen in the house. So we're going to be explaining TV advertising in simple-ish terms without the complicated jargon. We basically want to make the TV ad sector a piece of cake to understand. So thanks for joining our TV Talks. Hi, Hannah. It's 2022. Do you know what that means? It's a World Cup year. Ah, you guessed the answer. Okay, you must know what episode we're doing then. Um, But hold your celebrations. The World Cup is in Qatar and it's been broadcast in the middle of the winter, which is weird. Um, FIFA has really inconvenienced just about everyone in the world. But that's okay, because at the end of the day, at least it's hosting the tournament in a warm, hospitable place with a deep history of contributing to football culture. There's a lot of implications for the broadcast and marketing planning this year. Um, moving a World Cup is an insane thing. don't think it's ever happened before um, in such fashion anyway. Now, this week I spoke to Mark Trinder, who's Director of Sales at ITV, about how it's trying to onboard advertisers onto this tournament. Now, the odd thing is, um, a big tournament like that's really lucrative for ITV. And so is the Christmas period where all the advertisers are, buy me, buy me, please buy me. Now, when both come together at once, you have an explosion of a panic. I can't even imagine the absolute planning nightmare, especially around the schedule, because I mean, surely like so much of ITV's programming scheduled through that period specifically. So you've got like, uh, I'm a celeb. Shows like that, like, did he tell you anything that's happening with them or would he not reveal? These guys are all quite well media trained, although I was trying to, I was trying to do a little trick, I suppose. I was like, are we moving the jungle? Are we moving I'm a celebrity to the middle of the summer? Come on, wink, wink. Uh, Nothing. We don't really know what's going on in the, the summer space at the moment. But I can tell you, it's not as many ads as it would have previously been in there. Um... But that's okay. Uh, we got into quite a few conversations. We were speaking just after um, the ITV released its broadcast schedule. Now, the broadcaster splits the games with the BBC, uh, which is a non-commercial broadcaster. So ITV is the only one running ads. Uh, they get first pick and they, they sort of draw lots. It's a little game. Um, they schedule out who will play what game and what the projected audiences are, what the interest domestically it will be and his favourite fixture was England v France in the knockout stage um, they think they'll draw a huge audience there now this is where it gets interesting they have to sort of predict who will go through based on who's the favourite in the tournament and according to ITV's projections that will be the biggest game um, so that was their first pick from the lots was a, a knockout stage game that might not happen anyway we had a really interesting conversation and it gave me a few good ideas. He's just in consultation period with a bunch of advertisers right now about how they'll activate. Uh, I know you speak to a lot of advertisers as well. Um, have you heard anything about Christmas planning yet? To be honest, the main thing I'm getting back is just like how much more expensive that period is going to be to cost. Um, I don't know if he picked up on anything to do with that, but obviously like that's like some of the most expensive slots of the year and it's just like compounded into one quarter. Um, and there's already an issue with inflation at the moment. So 
Um, I think that's really causing a kind of mad headache and it'll push some brands out, I guess. Some of the brands that have just joined the TV space in this period because of the cheap rates. You might see some of those drop off in that quarter that just can't plan or pay. That's a very good point. Um, there's two things going on here. There's the short uh, AB windows. Uh, obviously, you've covered this. Um, sort of makes the pricing more volatile. So we're struggling to know what things will be priced four weeks from now. Obviously, uh, they're starting to sell the packages and uh, sell them well in advance. They've hinted to me that their sponsorships are filled up. Huge demand this year. Um, but what we did get into was, uh, now pricing aside, it'll probably be pretty high. Um, although things might get a bit quieter in the summer. If the demand's lower, you know, that might be the time to go. Um, I asked them if it was the first addressable TV World Cup and what their plans will be around that. Um, and obviously this coincides with the launch of ITVX as well. So it's like a huge, huge, huge quarter for them. Um, and that's all in the coming podcast. How is everyone? Yeah, uh, yeah, good. Good, thanks, John. Nice to meet you, mate. Nice to meet you. We were at the stage where we had to write about the World Cup. We've got that sort of compelling question about what happens to the schedules, what happens to the pricing, how can marketers even plan for it, which you're going to answer, um, <laughs> or try to. Um, I haven't even had a chance today to read the the announcement and who won what games. Um just before we start, uh, is ITV happy with the games it drew? Yes, John. Obviously, I'm going to say that, aren't I? But um, it's no secret that we had first pick. And um, you can probably see by the knockout stages that, that we've uh, we've got some pretty strong picks there. So after the group, we took USA game, which is the um, peak Friday evening game. So commercially, obviously, that's very important for us. Versus the Iran game that the BBC took, which is uh, one one pm on a Monday. So obviously, part of our pick logic is based on our commercial inventory and appeals to advertisers. It's as straightforward as that. To be blunt with you, but our first pick was a knockout. So I won't say exactly which one it was, but you'll see um, we've got the round of sixteen, which probably, if things go to plan, and uh, you you a football man? Oh yes, 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 yes. Right. If things go to plan, that would be in England-Senegal round of 16. And then the quarters would be the mighty French versus England. Um, and then thereafter, you're in a semi-final potentially for England or France versus um, Belgium or Portugal because Brazil will end up on the other side. So there's a you're probably aware there's a lot of strategy goes into these picks. And um, it's, uh, so it's a very fascinating game of chess. But we're... Long, long way of answering your question. Yes, we're very happy with where we've come out. And we hope you've got the Scotland final uh, booked up too. Um, and we'll see. We've got to get through Ukraine, um, which is an issue. Um, the game itself has been delayed. Um, I like to think of it as Scotland can't lose. If we lose, we've let Ukraine make the World Cup. And if we beat them, we showed them the respect they deserve. Anyway, let's get on with it. All our sports stories get quite well engaged with. Uh, a lot of people enjoy sports. They like reading sports market stories. And of course, they book their ads around a lot of big sporting events. Our Christmas content usually does quite well too. And we might just be as panicked as you are when these two things suddenly slide together. So uh, first question really is uh, how is ITV preparing for what would generally be an emptier summer than you may have had in previous uh, tournaments? 
Yeah, so with regards to, if, if I just step back to customers, to advertisers, I mean, that is the, the focus at the minute, John, in terms of day-to-days. And what I'm talking about is the major brands, the big brands that are always big spenders at that time of the year, which, you know, is, is the usual suspects. And the conundrum that is September to December. The, the beauty, as you've just rightly stated, of uh, a Euros or a World Cup for four weeks in the middle of the summer, it's literally like an island in the ocean, John. You know, literally, you can isolate it and, and wrap around it. Um, the difference between September, with you know everything from back to school and October and half term and holidays and November, and a World Cup that starts on the twenty first November to the eighteenth of December, and the Christmas campaigns, as you rightly say, you, you, you can't put all those three or four different tactics together. The without breaking any codes of confidence, a number of brands are, the big brands are already looking at A, their media flighting across that period, and B, what their comms, their creative comms strategy will be. So, you know, there will be brands who, who I'm sure they've already started talking to us who will you've create, you know, a campaign theme that straddles that whole period into Christmas. It might be loose description, you know, just about families and getting together, which straddles a lot. The other thing, John, is that, look, it's, it, Although, um, as, as a football fan like you, you know, uh, let, let's not go over the history of why Qatar got it, um, and then obviously the shift in terms of the, the timing, it's going to be very, very special. If you just park all of that, how they got there, and look at it's happening, you know, you're looking out of your window at four o'clock into the pitch black and then about to watch an amazing game from Qatar in you know, it's just going to feel so different. And we generally think, we would say this, wouldn't we? But, you know, with four games a day, John, in the group stages, so 10, 1, 4 and 7 kickoff time, you know, every day for the group stages, you know, it's going to be, it's going to spread viewing, it's going to spread impacts, it will spread, spread, spread advertiser access as well. And we think, you know, it will deliver some really, really strong viewing numbers across there. Let's also not forget what's happened, sadly, over the last two years with COVID. The byproduct of that is viewer behaviour and on-demand viewing. You know, back in the day before COVID, many people would have been sat in the office looking at a desktop or, or, or whatever. You know, hybrid working and so on is going to be a variable. We've seen, we saw what happened with daytime viewing um, and news viewing, for that matter. And obviously, this has just been a, a, an amazing sport uh, event is, is going to d- deliver really, really well. The rest of the schedule around it, obviously, we'll, we'll consider that. So, you know, big battleships like I'm a Celebrity running at that time and so on. So d- key dramas, obviously, dramas are, you know, very heavyweight for us between September and March every year. Um, so you're going you're gonna to see that strength in the schedule and quite an eclectic mix. And obviously, when the football's on the BBC, we competitive schedule. So, you know, we will be putting something on for a broader audience uh, against those games. So... Yeah, big opportunity, but it's, a, it's very clear to me that lots of the big advertisers have briefed their agencies and asking us for ideas about how they straddle that whole period, mate. Well, I mean, yeah, and you, you can't tick all the boxes. Um, some of my favourite Christmas ads last year had snow. Um, <laughs> it probably looks a bit out of place when you try and integrate that into a Qatar World Cup in the middle of the desert. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, these are really interesting discussions that we're going to have to get to grips with it at the yeah. drum. Um, we'll talk to everyone. I yeah, I think you'll. I think you'll see. You'll see probably, believe it or not, less football inclusion in in domestic 
brands advertising. So, sorry, just to clarify what I mean. So, say Emirates or someone who is a who's a partner, they will have they will have global copy, John, as you know, in running. And, and so, you will see you know FIFA partners that have got a global copy that will be dropped in. Personally, I don't think you will see a huge amount of football created only copy because of what I said, because they're going to need to straddle that whole period and not just do football. But so it might be more about getting together or families, et cetera, because you know, fan zones aren't going to be like they were, you know, because of the time of year. It's not to say there won't be, you know, pub, pub viewing and so on. There will be some of that. I think you'll get more people getting together, coming around to your house. I think you'll see more more of that. You know, but again, because of the time of year. I mean, there's part of it that might even be fingers crossed here. We might have a, a bleak, dark, rainy winter World Cup. Uh, we might be in lockdown again. I might have to turn on that England via Iran game at 1pm on a Monday and crack out some beers. Um, thankfully, my my entire month is programmed and that is okay. Um, yeah, well, that's interesting what you say about the, the big brands perhaps not going big on the football messaging they're just using it as a sort of audience gathering tool. That's that's not great. Well, well I, th- I think I think there will definitely be a nod to you know getting together in football. Remember, obviously, you know, because people do do that. Um, but I just think certainly at the moment people are thinking that whole period as a campaign. What do you what do you do to cover that whole September to December? And you know, and there will be obviously some copyrightation, and there will be people who do create football related copy over and above the FIFA partners. But I think it's a it's a much bigger brief that's going to creative agencies and to strategy planners uh, at uh, agencies at media agencies at the minute, John. It's more about you know what is that whole period for us. Mm. Yeah, there yeah. might even be some reluctance around to like, integrate too heavily into the games either. We've we've had a bit of trepidation. But as you say, this is also a huge event, huge opportunity, and many millions of people will be watching too. Yeah, yeah. And 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 just stating the absolute obvious, because I'm good at that. You know, it is it is the fourth quarter for most businesses. You know, it's it's Christmas. It's chasing retail sales through. It's launching new products. So you know, there is still, even without the World Cup, it's still the biggest quarter for media expenditure for for the obvious reasons. So you know, all oh, they've still got to drive business um, through that period. Yeah. So um, I've got this little term in my head that you can probably correct me, but uh, I would call this ITV's first addressable TV World Cup. Um, and do we have any plans for how we're going to sort of activate that uh, inventory? Um, I know most people tend to watch live, although I remember you taking on some nice simulcast figures too, and there must be people VOD in these um so, so there must be opportunities there, and you, you can talk me through. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Look, yeah, John, look, it's a fair, fair comment, and I, I just go back to what what I was saying with you know the continued rapid evolution of viewer behaviour um, on, on in terms of on demand and viewing from home because of hybrid working and, and all the things that you've just said. So, yes, we will. Uh, so linear, obviously, it's really important that we protect linear and live viewing. Clearly, that's a that's ITV's USP still in terms of that mass reach that we offer brands, especially for date-coded communication and offers leading up to Christmas. So that's that's going to be vital on that. Um, you've probably saw the press release the other, the other day and the update from Carolyn to the city. So um, in Q4, we will launch ITVX, which, as you know, will... Um, uh, take over from ICV Hub, ICV Hub Plus and BritBox and be our AVOD offering. And uh, that's going to be a major launch and it will, that will be in Q4 and that will have, 
you know, um, we haven't set given an exact date, but let's 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 work on the basis that it's around the World Cup. Um, so we would expect viewing to be very strong to that platform and the simulcast that you mentioned before. In terms of the the linear spot spend, you know, we will be out with our airtime packages in the the next six to eight weeks. We will look to sell some of those up front. Um, these two, we've sold the sponsorship. Um, you're probably aware the sponsorship market in broadcast is is extremely hot. You know, Channel Four and Sky will tell you the same, John. And we're in a good place there. We should be able to announce the two partners very very soon, who are the broadcast sponsors. And then there's a number of amplification layers off there. There's whole, you're probably aware we have a, a big relationship with Twitter. We're correct, something called Twitter Amplifier, where we sell packages, clips, and so on. They're selling at a rate of knots at the minute, quite significantly. We have about eight packages uh, there. Um, obviously, our social feeds as well. And then podcasts. So we are um, working hard to create a whole podcast strategy across that period as well. And yeah, the sponsorship does seem like the easier way into all of these VODs, simulcasts all these fragmenting TV viewing habits, just go and get the sponsorship and sit on top of that and you'll be okay. That's over with some plastic. I'm always over with some plastic, but uh, that's okay. I guess uh, you've, you've touched upon it a bit, but um, in the summer, marketers have a very clear approach to their, their advertising around the World Cup. You know, you have the barbecues, the sausages, the beers, people in shorts celebrating. I wonder if you can go into any sort of more detail without naming any clients or anything. What sort of creative approaches you can bring to a Winter World Cup. I guess there's little nods and references to Christmas is a good start, but yeah, maybe you've got some idea now. As, as said, John, look, there will be the the FIFA partners that, you know, are event partners and can use the IP and will be creating probably, you know, cross-territory creative Aller and Emirates, as I just said. So there, there will be those. There will be some, let's call them more domestic brands, you know, UK-based brands that definitely decide that they're going to focus in on, on that football four-week period and they may be less focused on the actual Christmas area. Um, the bookmakers, obviously, um, accepting you're probably up to speed with the uh, advertising rules around gambling, so the whistle-to-whistle and pre-9pm. So it's basically uh, in the Euros uh, last year, John, first is the Russia 2018 World Cup, the inventory that we could put make available and hence effectively almost the revenue halved because of the pre-kickoff, the centre breaks going out and immediately post-match going out. But the gambling and the bookmakers, um, you know, with that reduced uh, opportunity, will still be still be in and around there. Um, if you look back to previous football tournaments, and I don't see a huge difference here. Major brands like Facebook and Google, Samsung, Tech, get very heavily, heavily involved over that period. Um, you know, some brands like Google have got football IP. They've got a Marcus Rashford campaign running at the minute. Um, so people will, even if they're not a FIFA partner, will probably borrow some football IP uh, that isn't 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 FIFA. So maybe talent, local footballers, or, or a nod to. And then obviously from an ITV perspective, John, one of the things that my team offer up when creative conversations is that obviously we have ITV Sport is a brand in its own right. You see that 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 lockup quite frequently, and clearly within there is a a phenomenal set of talent. So we can create co-brand. Someone can use the co-brand, the ITV Sport brand, without encroaching on the FIFA IP. They could then you know access ITV talent, be those our presenters on to create campaigns, etc. You know, 
Ian Wright's featured in many campaigns, Facebook Portal, for example. So all of that type of creativity, John, can can be you know, contextual without them having to go and get a FIFA license. So yeah, that sort of thing. Will I, I'd imagine we'll see a lot of that. To be honest, mate. Obviously, TV pricing has been a big discussion recently. Um, although what I gather it's down to the shorter terms of bookings, a bit of volatility. First of all, I'd like to sort of get your oversight on what's happening there, and then what a World Cup plus summer does to these prices. Um, again, the simpleton in me is like, maybe prices sort of stabilise, go down a bit before the, the final rally at the end of the year. I don't know. I'm not an economist, I'm just a journalist. Well, the, um, a couple of those variables are absolutely right, but I mean, the, the biggest variable is the demand in the market, mm. John. Yeah, the audiences actually are, are relatively holding up. You know, our, our big entertainment battleships, you know, and obviously there's consolidated data as well with regards to the, the VOD platforms, etc. So you're right, there has been inflation, which has been demand-driven, so, you know, the huge bounce back in the market, which has, you know, genuinely surprised all of us. Um, the economic bounce back, you know, if you think about the, the, the amount of not-so-good things going on in the world, and even locally with regards to, you know, inflation and cost of living in, in everything that you buy, not just media, you know, everything is inflating. And that's a quite an important point, by the way. It's been demand-driven predominantly. I mean, we had nearly 200 brand new advertisers on with us last year, some buy and fod only campaigns, but but in their time, they're D2C brands. John, yeah, they're D2C, digital native brands, some lapsed brands that came back. But the big, the big stalwarts are still in there. This market is very strong. <clears throat> I don't know how much you see at the minute, I can't tell you the April and the May numbers, but the market is still strong, including both those months. So the demand is, is strong. Uh, it will soften a bit in the summer without a major sporting tournament. Um, but there is a major sporting tournament. There's the uh, women's uh, World uh, Euros, which is on the BBC, obviously, but uh, not not to the, uh, the same stature or attraction of the Euros for men or football World Cup. So I think that'll, that'll by the very nature... That, that should soften a little bit. I still think there'll probably be inflation in the market, is the truth. When we get into, into Q4 in particular, the volume of impacts that we're going to be putting into the marketplace in linear, um, because of those World Cups and those four games a day that I talked about, and very evenly spread, you would like to think that inflation is not going to be sky high. There's so much inventory, so much audience, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Audience and impacts will be so strong. It's the time of the year. It's a football tournament. Um, advertisers will be chased, chasing in there, obviously, pre-Christmas. I think also you're you're absolutely right. By the way, your your point about you know the sort of shortened flexibility, the ABs that we with Channel Four and Sky put into the market. The reality is, it's within four weeks. People talk four weeks. It, you can approve within there. Um, that visibility has been, you know, difficult because the market's been so strong for agencies to forecast, and hence clients have been taken a bit by surprise because they're they're being told literally as the campaign's going in what the mark, how the market's reacting. But um, yeah, impacts and not just the World Cup, you know, program, the, the drama slate, the uh, the entertainment slate, the um, celebrity, etc., should be very very strong. And um, how have your uh, packages changed since uh, their last outing a year ago? Um, I know there was quite a strong launch of so many sort of QR code products. I've seen them on socials. Not written about them yet, I will. Um, but there may be a bit of demand behind them, I would imagine. It's a, it's a, it's a very, very good spot, sir. The QR codes are exploding in terms of demand. 
And there's a lot of people doing tests and trials at the minute. And I'm sure, you know, the, the, the irony, weirdly, is that COVID and all of us going into restaurants having to scan a QR code. QR codes have been around for like about 12, 13 years and they died a death. And now everyone has just rediscovered them. And I mean, yes, there's, there's a lot of brands talking to us. We've got some tests on at the minute. So you, you may have read about AdLab's offering, which is a sort of umbrella brand that we launched at the Palooza that, that Kelly talked about. And within there, there's, there's product, there's, you know, there's advanced VOD product in there in terms of everything from digital creative, dynamic creative opportunities, weather targeting, temperature targeting, and so on. Then we've got um, a, a creative partnerships element that also sits next to that pillar of product uh, VOD, which is our mainly our meta vision business, our metaverse work that you would have seen that we did with John Lewis and we're continuing to look at that. And by the way, that could be an area where brands get involved. And then we've got um, uh, our insight area, which is basically the effectiveness of that activity. So there's three strands to add labs, product as involved, um, MetaVision, and then the insight of the ROI effectiveness on, on it. So yes, it's, there's, there's, there's a lot there, but QR code sits within there, John. I mean, I don't know if you've recently used it. I mean, even if you're just logging back onto your Netflix on the TV now or anything, a QR code pops up, you do it, it's done. None of that typing in, it's fantastic. The thing with the QR codes was that they may not have been on the screen long enough, but uh, 30 seconds is long enough and, you know, ads are sticky. You know it's coming around again. Let's not kid ourselves. Everyone's sat with a phone in their hand. Even though you tell your kids not to, everyone's sat their phone in hand, including us oldies. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into the, the QR code performance down the line once you've done your tests. Um, it can only work. It's only adding on, isn't it? Well, I've really enjoyed talking to you. We're going to talk more as this goes along. Your man with your finger on the pulse. It's a good conversation. It's uh, it's as broad as, as as said. Yeah, we're in a good place. The excitement about people of, of Q, Q4, and I do, I must stress that people are talking about Q4 rather than just the four-week World Cup um, for all the reasons that we've said, John. Uh, it's interesting. I think there's going to be some really interesting campaigns. I don't just mean about media flighting. I think brands have actually got a bit of time to think about this creatively, John. And and I don't just mean with regards to advertising, how they how they take that all the way through into the real world, well, yeah, whether that's in store and on pack and so on, all, all those things, as well as into the digital world of social and so on. I think there'll be, you know, it's a good, it's a good lead up, isn't it? It's a good run up to having the summer effectively to create a, a fantastic creative campaign. Whereas for all the benefits of also having a, a World Cup or Euros in midsummer, you know, brands are so focused getting through the first quarter, John, you know, the retailers and FMCG and motor manufacturers are always obsessed with that springtime for, for obvious reasons to keep them. Retailers, bank holidays, car new registration and so on. Uh, and then before they know it, they're into a Euros or a World Cup in the summer. You know, so they've actually got some proper thinking time um, ahead of them. Clearly, they're still doing the day job, business as usual. But I, I, I think you'll see some pretty interesting creative this year. 